Hey guys, it is Monday. It is Monday, July 24th. <laughs> um, I have a great interview for you guys to listen to today, but I wanted to give you guys a few announcements before we jump in. In case y'all haven't noticed, we are getting very close to the 100th episode. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. It's been two and a half years, I believe, since I started the podcast. And today's episode is number 98. So I have some really fun things planned for the 100th episode. But I have to tell you now so that I can give you two weeks to listen and enter to win. Yes, I'm giving something away and just kind of get excited about it. So if today is the 29th, or I'm sorry, 98th episode, that means next Monday, which is July 31st is 99. And then the next Monday, which is August 7th, will be the 100th episode. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> I love podcasting. Um, it also continues to grow, by the way. We have close to 20,000 downloads on this podcast. Um, and I'm just loving sharing with you guys and all the interviews and the feedback I get from you guys. And I pray that it's blessing your life. I pray that it's helping you see the truth, apply the truth, live the way that God designed us to live in a world that is trying to make us live anything but. So, okay. The hundredth episode is going to be a special, you know, me teaching episode, but I'm also going to do a drawing. So the winner will be announced, you know, kind of live that Monday morning. And I'm going to be giving away a gift basket worth $100. It will contain my favorite journal, which is an extra large moleskin. Uh, it will contain two of the books that have been the most foundational in my life other than the Bible. Uh, but those will be a surprise to whoever wins. And then it will also contain a few of my simple favorite like products. So lotion, um, face cream, a couple things like that. All of these items will be given to one special winner mailed to you. And here's what you have to do to enter. Um, there's actually a few ways you can enter. The first way is that you can write a review for the podcast, rate and review the podcast, but then you have to email me and let me know that you did it so that I know who you are because um, it's hard to see what your real name is on those reviews. So um, if you write a review as a way to enter for this giveaway, you need to make sure that you send me an email. My email is Rebecca at Rebecca-Ann.com. And I will put that in the show notes in case you're not sure how to spell either one of those. R-E-B-E-K-A-H at R-E-B-E-K-A-H dash A-N-N-E dot com. The other way that you can enter is to share your favorite podcast episode from the last or first 100 and tag me. So this can be on Facebook, you can tag me or on Instagram, you can tag me. And when you do, you will automatically be entered to win. Okay. So all you have to do is share your favorite episode on social media and tag me or write a review and then send me an email and let me know that you wrote a review. I can't wait to see how many of you enter and I will announce the winner on the 100th episode, which will be taking place on August 7th. Okay. Also, to pre-warn you, after I do the 100th episode on August 7th, I'll be taking a month off because I have 
tons of speaking engagements in August and September that I need to prep for. So there'll be a month break four Mondays without a podcast, but the podcast will return on September 11th. Okay. So that's all the goods. That is all the goods. Hundredth episode, hundredth episode coming up soon, doing a giveaway, very easy to enter for the giveaway. And then after that, I'll be taking four weeks off and the podcast will return more than likely with a slightly new branding. So that's exciting. Be on the lookout for that. But hear me and hear me well. The podcast is growing and it's not going anywhere. Um, So if you are loving these episodes, if one has been particularly helpful in your life, if you just think that more women should be listening to truth practical like this, truth that we can apply to our life, share it, tag me, let your friends know, write a review, and that will enter you for the giveaway. All right, let's get to today's really awesome conversation. So today I get the privilege of of talking with Michelle, who serves as the Director of Women's Ministry at Reaching Souls International. Currently, she's leading their efforts to begin supporting women evangelists around the world to reach their own people. I'll let her explain a little bit more what that means, because we've been chatting for a while. So I'm like, I get it. (laughs) Um, But welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here. This is this is great. I love sharing our story. Okay, well, tell my audience just really quick a bit about you and where you are you know, coming to us from today. Okay. Well, we are, uh, I'm, uh, I live in Oklahoma. We, our headquarters are in Oklahoma city. Um, but, uh, our work is done all over the world. So we're in, uh, many different countries supporting, uh, missionaries and evangelists who have been called to reach their own people for Christ. And we provide support, uh, and training uh, for them to do just that. So I spend a lot of time outside of Oklahoma <laughs> working and training women uh, all over the world. And it's, uh, I can't even call it a job. It's, mm. it's, it's a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing and a, a privilege to be able to do what I do and meet uh, some absolutely amazing women yeah. uh, who are working for God's kingdom. Okay. Absolutely. So today's episode could go a lot of directions. You know, we could talk, um, we could focus on what you guys are doing there at Reaching Souls International. Is that the official name? Reaching Souls International. Want to make? That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, And we could also go the direction of just like, what's it like to be a woman in in leadership? You know, because you're a a woman who's doing um, ministry at kind of a higher level. We could talk about you personally. And in fact, I think I want to talk about all those things, (laughs) but, um, you know, I wanted to right off the bat, actually, right off the bat, can you tell my, because I'm, I'm just loving what your guys' organization does, which in case you you listeners didn't quite catch that they are, um, an organization that doesn't just send missionaries in and then like American missionaries and bring them home. What they're doing is they're supporting nationals. So people that live in that country, Um, they're training them up in leadership so that they can be evangelists to their own people, leaders to their own people. Um, so it's, it's very much a support role. 
And then you guys actually financially support those nationals within their own country as well. About how many of those are you guys financially supporting? That's right. Um, yeah, we're, it, it, there's, um, I don't know the exact number, but a little over 2,500. We have 2,500 national missionaries worldwide. Uh, and let me see if I can name those countries. So we have missionaries in Vietnam, uh, uh, several of the countries in East Africa, Kenya, Burundi, Rwanda, uh, uh, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, I won't name all of those. And then we're in uh, Latin America. So we're, we have missionaries in Cuba. We have missionaries in Mexico. Uh, we are looking at expanding into Colombia. Um, so uh, yeah, we have, we have missionaries from all, all kinds of different countries. And really what we do, we, we provide training. Um, so we do that in, uh, it, we, we have institutes that we put on for uh, people who don't have access to biblical education specifically. So we run what I call these mini seminaries. <laughs> and so we go on courses, we, we pay for them to come in and to get the training. And, and these are all people who have felt the calling uh, on their life to be full-time missionaries or to be in full-time ministry, men and women. And they come to these institutes uh, and learn biblical doctrine uh, you know, and we, we talk on different subjects from marriage to forgiveness, to, uh, to uh, what it looks like to live in the power of the Holy spirit and, and those kinds of things, uh, give them tools so that they can use those tools to go out and reach people and minister. Mm. Um, and then like you said, we provide a monthly supplemental support that can help alleviate, uh, some of the, the hard work that they have to do just to sustain themselves and their family and allows them to devote more time to working for the Lord. So, okay. So yeah. of these 20, around 20, 22, 2,500 people that you guys are supporting, how many are women? So we have 102 women, hey. <laughs> national missionaries. Right. So, so I'm sure some of the men are like married and other number and so there's women working that way but are these 102 women these are like are they single women are they just the the one who's kind of more drawn to it while their husband is working a secular job like what's the dynamic well you have all of those so okay. it's a very diverse group of women uh and yes uh to go back to what you said i some of the the men who are missionaries their their wives have been working right alongside them yeah. the whole time yeah um kind of what we look for are women who feel that specific calling on their life personally mm -hmm. i have been I've been teaching women uh, for many years in our institutes, uh, and a lot of times some of our missionaries will bring their wives to the conferences, and, and, and I, I really do encourage women that they are, are so much of a part of their, their husband's ministry. They are there to support and to help, but that God also has a calling on their life, a very specific calling for them. He's gifted them for a specific purpose mm -hmm. as well, and I encourage them to seek that out. And whatever that is. And so what, what's been so cool is that the, the women that, that feel this, this calling on, on their lives to be missionaries, those are, that's who we support missionaries, evangelists, um, that even in that, there's a very diverse group. You have some who are called specifically to children's ministry. 
And mm-hmm. so, uh, so that's what they do. You have many, many women who are called uh, to minister in the area of sex trafficking. So something that is very difficult for a man to do, but, but women uh, can, can take a special place in that and are doing some amazing things as we know, and our eyes, our eyes here in the U S are being open to the sex trafficking industry. It is just an absolutely overwhelming thing over you know, 90% of the world mm-hmm. and, uh, women are making huge impacts in that area, uh, mm-hmm. in a place that would be very difficult for a man to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you have, uh, women who are married, you have women who have been left and now they are single moms right. or they are single. And, mm-hmm. uh, you have, uh, women who are still young and single and just now starting out. I think our youngest missionary that we support is 20 years old. Awesome. And she, <laughs> yes, she is doing a phenomenal job. Wow. And what what what's, what's neat about that is that she's using a lot of technology uh, in her ministry, uh, where you know some of our older generation are a little stumped by some of that. So, what uh, country is she in? Are you to know that? She is in Kenya. Yeah, I can totally tell you about her. We have some close countries that 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 we don't talk as much about, but but her name is Vita Laura. Mm-hmm. Ida Laura is her name. She's 20 years old and she actually started a WhatsApp uh, uh, group. And in that WhatsApp group, she invited many of her friends and began sharing the gospel through the app and now uh, has a very solid discipleship program going on through that app. <laughs> They've seen 64 people come, come to Christ just through the app alone uh, and are now being discipled by people there it's just amazing it's and amazing. you guys get to support her financially so that she yes. can like do this oh that's right that's right work what amazing work okay because I cannot help myself I'm just so interested in women in general and what God is doing in their own life tell me about you and how this satisfies you how this fits into your life I mean you get to be a part of a national international movement that's actually advancing the gospel you get to lead women you get to train women you get to travel you're married you have kids can you just talk about you like tell (laughs) tell me tell me how long you've been doing this job or uh, let's let's maybe start there and and how you feel called to it okay so uh, as, as one who has struggled with, uh, my own insecurities for most of my life, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I grew up with very little confidence in myself. Um, and, uh, I became a Christian at the age of 18. I went on my first mission trip with this organization at the age of 20. And of course I went, uh, because it seemed exciting I wanted to see what this was all about, but I don't know that I had any expectation at that time that God could use me. Um, I, you know, I, I was sort of that person that, uh, man, my past just sort of kept me locked in. And, uh, I just thought, you know, I, if I can just be on the fringe, if I can just be a little bit a part of this and see what God's doing, I'll be happy. Um, and, uh, but you know what, it, it just, you know, that's, 
that's what we do. We are so hard on ourselves and in, in, in all what of were the insecurities, that, if you don't mind me asking. So I, when I was young, um, I was incredibly rebellious, um, grew up in a church, but, but we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Um, I, I always felt like I was sort of this outsider. Um, I was the, the victim of sexual abuse, uh, not from my family. I want to make that clear. Um, but, but those are things that all caused me to doubt myself as a young person. You don't know how to process all of that, right? You just feel and you, less you than to, and weird and different and all the things. Yeah. All of those things, all of those things. And I just carried that with me well into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lord did incredible healing in my life. He did. And when I was in it, that my first trip was to Kenya. And when I was there, I think for the first time I, I stood up, I shared my testimony with people And I remember looking into this crowd and seeing the faces of these women and I'm going to get emotional because, um, I remember seeing the faces of these women in a society that I couldn't even fathom the oppression that was going on in that particular society, you know, and yet these women are looking at me and in that moment, as Mm -hmm. they uh, understand that Christ died for them, what he did for them, how much he loved them, them coming into that realization and the hope that existed in their face, I thought, wow, all right, all right. So regardless of who I am, I carry a light and I carry a message of hope. Amen. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that must have been so, I I love that you described that actual moment because like you literally stood up, stepped up, shared your, used your voice, shared your testimony when you didn't think you were worthy, when you didn't think you had anything to say and to feel used, to feel, I mean, used, you know, for the Lord to feel that light in you that impacts other people. Did that like kind of immediately or start to change your insecurities? It began to change my insecurities. It did. It took a long time. And and I think, I think, you know, that's just life. We're going to battle our human flesh <laughs> as long as we live here. Uh, but it certainly shifted helped something. Me. Yes. Like yes. It, sh- it, it shifted something. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. To understand that I, I have that, that hope that resides in me. Um, and you can so. Why? Like, what do we have to be insecure about? Like, I have the greatest treasure. That's how I have always too. And um, remember the first time that I like stood up and spoke in public and I was like, what am I doing? I remember like standing in the bathroom being all nervous beforehand because I'm like, why did I sign up for this? What am I doing? I don't even know if I have stage fright. I don't know if I'm going to get up there and, you know, freak out or whatever. But there was a driving force inside of me that said, but you have the truth. You have something inside of you that these people need. And it's not about you. It's about, like you said, the light inside of you, um, the truth. And yeah, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. So good. That's so good. You're yeah. I, I, I laugh all the time because even doing things like this, 
you know, beforehand, I'm always like, oh, why did I, why did I decide to do that? <laughs> <laughs> why, why do I have to be all nervous all morning right. when I get recorded? Right. <laughs> but then I remember, oh yeah, it's not me. <laughs> and you, and you just lay it at God's feet because it is him. It is all him. And, and one of my primary messages, man, I, I meet people, I meet women who, who have overcome really, really hard things. Oh, I can't even imagine. Um, I, I've, I've used this story a lot, but in Kenya, I met a woman who is a modern day Hannah who married, she could not have children. So her husband chose to marry someone else. Uh, they had children together because of, uh, cultural norms, because of, of, uh, um, cultural mores and, and policies, she's not able to leave that husband. And um, so she is operating out of that sort of lifestyle, but what she has chosen to do, and it's hard, it's it hurts, it hurts her. But what she's chosen to do is take that and use that to minister to other women. And so as a missionary, she is taking her story and she's relating to other women who are in really hard and really dark areas and showing that through the love of Christ, she can have joy. She can have peace. She can have purpose. Mm -hmm. She has a message. She has a, a reason for getting up every morning. Um, so she takes that message and is changing the lives of other people through her own struggles. I look at that and I think, wow. Wow. Um, I've met women who have had to forgive um, their neighbors for killing their entire family. You know, we have um, we have missionaries in Rwanda where uh, genocide took place not that long ago in the 90s and people who are still reeling from that and having to love their neighbors through some of these horrible atrocities, but because they've chosen to forgive and continue to, to take the love of Christ to the people who are their enemies are seeing thousands of people come to know Christ on a daily basis. I mean, it's just amazing to me what can happen when a person submits their life to the Lord. And the thing is, is that, you know, I wrote this scripture down when I was thinking of this, it says, um, because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Ooh. So every mm. scar we bear, every scar we bear, whether from uh, from a decision we made <laughs> that brought that up on us or a decision that someone else made that took something from us. That it's all been redeemed. Through Christ Jesus, it's all been redeemed. It's all been sanctified. It's all been brought into good. So even all the scars that I bear are part of the story of redemption. They it's are. part of a good message. It's a good message. <laughs> he has taken what was bad and he's turned it to good. And so, man, I I am inspired and encouraged by the stories oh, that I get to hear. Yeah, Jesus. just from what you've said, the stories that you've been able to hear and see or I'm sure just, I can't, I, I almost want to just sit and listen to them, you know, because they're so humbling and 
give perspective to those of us here who just kind of live our lives, you know, day in and day out in the U.S. And we complain about the small things that we complain about. And our lives are, you know, real and they matter too. But yes, getting outside of our bubble and realizing what's going on out there. And um, man, that's so, it is true that he redeems every scar. And, you know, some of us are are in a point in our life where we're kind of on maybe the quote unquote other side of that, where we're being able to use those scars to minister to other people. I think some people are like in the redemption process. They're struggling with God. They're, they're not sure how it could ever possibly be redeemed for good. Um, and I actually know and believe there are some people who are still on the front end of that, who haven't suffered much yet in their life. And I'm not saying that I hope suffering on them. I'm just saying that, you know, God's process in all of our lives, he, he'll he pretty much do whatever it takes, I think, to get us to grow deeper with him and um, to find yeah. our place in the body, to find our, the way that we help advance the gospel. Um, I know my answer to this, and I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this, but missionary, evangelist, international, national, doesn't matter. Do you think all women all, and I will say maybe Christian, no, I'm going to go with women, women specifically. Do you think all women are called to share the gospel? I do believe that all women are called to share the gospel. Yeah. Because I believe that every Christian is called right. to share the gospel. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I, I do. I think that's, yeah, I, my husband has a, a, a line that he uses and I love it because he said, you know, if we, if, if our only job here on earth is to receive salvation and then go on and live our lives, then there's no reason for us to be here. Why wouldn't God go ahead and just take us home? <laughs> and we don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to deal with temptation anymore. We don't have to deal with, you know, any of that stuff anymore. Just go home, go to heaven, our eternal home. Said, so, but you know, the, the one thing we aren't going to be able to do on the other side is tell people about Jesus. Amen. You know? So, yeah, I saw some quote the other day that was like something along the lines of Christians, like you guys are plan A, that you're not plan B to reach the world. Like we are plan A, which means that's what we're here for. And, you know, my, my audience is primarily women who are probably not called to, to go internationally and that's fine. Um, do you have any words or thoughts for them right now? Just like, okay, you're a empty nester or you're a young mother or you're even a single woman who just graduated college but you live in america and you're listening to this podcast today and okay rebecca and michelle just said i'm called to share the gospel which we all kind of know but really now some of them just feel a little guilty or a little shamed because it's like what well what am i doing to share the gospel which we don't want you guys to feel that way we're not trying to guilt or shame anybody but like on a practical maybe just word of encouragement what would you tell those everyday women. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I could just share from my own experience and I've kind of been in, in different, I mean, obviously I'm 54 years old. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> my children are grown. I'm, I'm at the empty nest phase, right? So I've, I've been through some different phases in my life. I've uh, been through some really hard things. Um, at, at different phases in my life, my ministry looked different. And so, um, not everybody's ministry is going to look the same. Otherwise, you know, not everything's going to get done. Not everything's going to get done. So I truly believe that it all starts with prayer. And I believe that if we are in 
that constant, consistent relationship with the Lord, if we are truly walking with him, then we are going to, I think oftentimes we ask for opportunities instead of just asking the Lord to let us see the opportunities. They're there. They, they are there. there. Regardless of where you are in your life, they are there. If Whether it's your neighbor, I, I, one of the things we started instituting in our family is that when we're at a restaurant, we ask our server, um, is there anything I can pray? We're getting ready to pray for our food. Can we pray for you? Is there anything in your life we can pray about? And it is amazing how just that little thing opens up conversation. And all of a sudden we're talking to this person about whether they believe in God or, you know, what it just, God will give you the opportunities. They are there. Yes. Yes. And just pray that your eyes are open to it. And then when you are in, it's like, it's like I said, me getting nervous about coming on and speaking in these, in a, in a podcast. And that quickly goes away when I go to the Lord in prayer quickly goes away because I'm, I'm laying it at his feet and I'm saying, God, this is, you say it, you do it. This is you. It's not me. And, and that's how it is. I think we are all called to share the gospel, but not in our own power. We are not called to share our own power. We are called to share in the power of the Holy spirit. It's what happened at Pentecost. Yeah. Right. They were empowered. And what did they do? They went and they shared the gospel and people's lives were changed. We can experience Pentecost every day. We have the Holy spirit living inside of us. <laughs> we can experience that on a daily basis. We have the power of the living God inside of us as Christian women. Amen. So and I wherever love you are. Yeah. And I love what you said. It starts with prayer that because it's Absolutely. one thing to be like, okay, I have the power of God in me, or I believe, or I got saved, you know, when I was 10 or whatever, are you actively walking in that? Are you starting your day in prayer? I mean, I hate to give people rules about like how to do quiet time. I'm not about that, but what I, because I know people who quote unquote do their quiet time, but they do it out of habit or they do it all intellectually. And I don't think that's getting anything accomplished. So, you know, what we're talking about here is, are you on a heart level connecting with God through Jesus, through the power of the Holy spirit, asking him to lead and guide your day every single day, asking him to show you the opportunities, asking him to give you the courage no matter what you're doing. And I'm, I mean, I'm literally thinking about like some friends who are nurses. You're a nurse. You're mm. a single woman who's providing for herself and you're a nurse today. Okay. There are opportunities all over the right. place for you today. Um, yeah. And they don't have to be scary, awkward opportunities. I, I think most of the time they're not. If we just That's are right. kind of looking for them and open to them and praying, asking God to show them to us. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I hear some pretty amazing stories from the women I work with all over the world. Um, but the majority of their stories are simply opportunities that pop up when they're at the supermarket or, um, you know, they're walking about their everyday life and because of their relationship with the Lord, they're aware, uh, and, and God, you know, leads people to them. And they're these ordinary conversations, ordinary conversations that lead to, uh, shedding the, 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 the light of the gospel. And so, yeah, it doesn't have to be this, you know, sort of big, amazing 
like you said, awkward or scary thing, mm-hmm. um, man, it's, it's in our everyday life. And, uh, yeah, that's good. That's very good. I want to ask you a few like rapid fire questions. Are you? Sure. A <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, what's your favorite country you've ever been to? Oh man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one, but I am going to say, uh, I, I really do love Kenya. And I think that's because that was my first experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have some really good, uh, good, good friends in Kenya, sisters in Christ that, um, walked, have walked through with me through some very hard things in my life, uh, and have been just a real source of, uh, mentorship to me, <laughs> uh, uh, encouragement and, and, and have given me just incredible counsel through these years. So I would have to say probably Kenya has my heart, uh, but man, I, they all are different and have, uh, just in, in, there's just things that are incredible about all of them, but yeah. <laughs> there's something very special about, I've been to Ethiopia, which is not Kenya, but, um, mm-hmm. not far away. Right. I'm not sure how far away they That's are. Right. It's right there on top. Similar, mm-hmm. similar, I think feel. And there is something very special about that part of the world. Um, what's your best international, either long flight or jet lag hack? Do you have one? <laughs> I, I do now <laughs> for years. Them. It was just... them. I'm going to Israel next year and I'm like, I'm already uh-huh. like worried about, I've done it enough to know that I can survive it, but yes. the long flights and the jet jet lag is like really hard. <laughs> yeah. I think, and this is, this is difficult for some people. I, I've learned to be able to do it, but uh, when they tell you to try to pattern your sleep a little bit before you leave, that's a, that's great counsel. Um, it's hard to do, uh, but uh, if you if you know that that the what the time difference is where you're going, you can start to uh, put some of those patterns into your sleep a couple of days before you go. And then uh, I typically try to sleep on the airplane at the time I know I'm going to need to be sleeping in the country I'm going to. <laughs> okay. So that's a big that's a big one for me. Um, hydrate. A lot of people say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to drink water because I have to go to the bathroom all the time. Doesn't matter. You need to hydrate. It it's huge. It is huge. I always uh, so select aisle seats too, because I do have to get up and go to the bathroom yes. a lot and it takes away that excuse. Yes. Also on those long flights, yes. I have to walk around. I have to get up you and do. walk around a lot. So. You do. And this is going to sound funny, but I did download a YouTube video of airplane exercises Mm. they're they're on you can find them on youtube and they're basically ways to get your your blood flowing correctly while you're sitting in your seat and so i may look like a little bit like a goofball to the person sitting next to me but that's okay i'm i'm uh <laughs> no blood all... clots here <laughs> that's exactly right so I've yeah i really told my husband people. that i'm like if i sit here any longer i'm gonna get a blood clot <laughs> yes it's so hard. It is so hard. So getting up and walking around is good. And, and usually the flight on those long flights, the, the flight attendants are so great about letting you just come and stand in the galley a little bit and move around. So yeah, all of those things, you got it. <laughs> I've learned to, to take, um, a facial spray. I know that sounds weird, but like a hydrating facial yes. spray, because they're so drying. Those airplanes are so drying and I just start yes. to get so uncomfortable. So yes. I've got 
pretty good at like, how do I stay hydrated and kind of lotion and just the stuff that keeps me feeling comfortable because they can be rough. Yeah. Um, perfect. Cough drops are helpful too. The area is very dry. So dry. So dry. So all those things. Yeah. Okay. This one's a little more vulnerable. Those ones were kind of fun. This one's a little more vulnerable. Um, okay. Any new insecurities popped up since you've been an empty nester? Well, yes, for sure. And of course, this one is kind of how deep you want to go, but, uh, but I will say this, and this, this goes back to, so uh, it's, it's been six years ago now, but we lost our oldest son and um, we've been in, so let me go back. We've been in, in, in the ministry for about 26, 27 years now. Um, my children have gone with me on, on mission trips and they all have a heart for people and, and, and love, um, love people love the Lord. I, I am grateful for that. But, uh, six years ago, we lost our oldest son. Uh, he struggled with depression and, uh, for a few years, he was a believer, but he struggled and he took his own life in 2016. And, it shook me to the core. It pulled everything out from under me that I thought was right and true. And, uh, it has been a journey back. Yeah. It's been a journey back. And, um, I, I shared this with you a little bit before when we were talking about it's in that moment, in those moments, in those years that I have really, really discovered and understood what it means to, to lean entirely into the Lord, uh, for strength, for purpose. Um, you know, losing my son that way, uh, I walked around for a long time feeling like, uh, Naomi did Naomi and Ruth, when she said, I'm a cursed woman. <laughs> Don't call me Naomi anymore. You know, that's not who I am. I'm cursed. And so, uh, sort of feeling like I probably was done with ministry. I really did feel that way. And, and I'm talking about deep loss and I'm talking about deep grief and it's sort of this unraveling of everything you thought you knew about how to raise your children, about doing it, they, all of those things. And so it left me in a real state of vulnerability uh, to, to go back to my insecurities of, well, maybe maybe I'm not usable anymore. Maybe that was it. Uh, I've, I've, I've lost my son. I obviously failed. Um, and I don't like, know how to recover. This tragedy this. means something about me or disqualifies me. From Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, and, and just not knowing, uh, how to recover, not knowing how to bring myself out and how am I going to go and teach other people when I don't even know how to fix myself here. Right. So, yeah, a lot of those things that you think wouldn't be a part of you after all of these years of depending on the Lord and, and, and those things, but man, it did, it, it hit me out of the, the blue. Like, I don't know, it tackled me down and it was hard to get up, but, um, but man, I'm sure that Satan still uses some of those thoughts from time to time. Like you're not qualified because of this thing in your past, but in general, or, or the majority of the time, has God helped you through those thoughts? And and if so, how? He totally has. And not only that, 
but my relationship with the Lord is so much richer today than it ever has been in my life. And, uh, and it is because I truly do. I have to lean into him. I have to depend on him and what better place to be. I, you know, I tell people this all the time, but, um, but one of my favorite scripture passages is in second Corinthians four, where Paul is talking about the treasure in us, right? That we're clay vessels and that the treasure's what's inside. And I think about how broken um, I was and have been on the outside. But man, all of that brokenness just allows that treasure to come through even more. And that's how we're perfected. That's where perfection comes from. Um, this is never, this outside thing, it's never going to be perfect ever, ever. Um, but that, yeah, he's perfected in our weakness. And you yes. talk about being weak. Yes. I was weak. I was oh. on my knees weak. And, but, but every time I get to go and I get to be with women and I get to teach and I get to train or I get to walk with them as they're doing their work and see them in their everyday lives, just their own dependence on God and getting them through hard things boy, he just, he just, it just gets richer and richer and richer. And, and I'm sure I your ministry him. has too gotten richer. Like, like Satan yes. wants you to believe that because that incident happened that you're now disqualified. Whereas the reality is it's probably made you more qualified. It has totally made me more qualified. And I, and I say that because I see people that I didn't see before. I have empathy and compassion yes. that I didn't have before. <laughs> yes. And it, I haven't gone through yes. what you've gone through, but I a hundred percent know that my almost two decades of waiting on the Lord and wrestling with him about why, mm -hmm. and the feeling of loss of like, okay, so I'm not going to have kids probably, or have a family at least young or whatever, all those, just the feeling mm -hmm. just repeated kind of all that, that I went through it hurt. Right. And, and when it hurts over and over and over and over and over again, you do, you see people who hurt differently, more easily. You offer compassion and, and grace, I think more easily than people who've never hurt on that level. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I'm Absolutely. sure the Lord has used that terrible, terrible thing for good because he redeems, he can redeem and does redeem anything and everything. Um, I'm so sorry that you've had to walk through that. Um, but yeah, we, we know that the Lord can use even stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so I'm, he does. I'm, yeah, sorry. the truth still stands what I read before because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, redemption doesn't change. It doesn't, <laughs> that truth doesn't change. Yeah. yeah. I said that my husband and I were talking about something the other day and I said that I was like, literally our our belief system holds up to everything like don't yes. people realize that that when you dig deep when you question god hard when you see bad things happening people think it doesn't hold up because they haven't gone there they they haven't taken the time to talk to god about it or even research some stuff or just do the work but like it literally it holds up to the greatest scrutiny and i believe the greatest pain it holds up 
And that's why I'm still a Christian <laughs> because like, yeah. honestly, if it didn't hold up, I would have been like, nah, I'm not giving my life to this. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving right. my, my whole everything to this. I'm gonna go live my own way, you know? Right. Um, but it does hold yeah. up. Yeah. It does. Amen. And people all around the world need it. And you guys are empowering people all around the world to, you know, spread the gospel, to share Jesus with everybody. Um, any last things? I mean, I, I, I think I'm probably going to have you back so that we can just maybe talk about what I'd love to do is have you back and just hear some more stories. Like tell us about some of the women around the world and what they're doing and how they're being evangelists to their own people. I think that would make a fabulous episode. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's my favorite to do. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Okay. So we'll do that then. But, um, Tell people if they're just interested in learning more about the ministry, where they can find you. Absolutely. So um, we are, you can find us at reachingsouls.org. That's the best place to go. That's our website. And I absolutely love our website because on that website, yes, it tells about our ministry, but there's a link you can click and you can read the stories you can read those stories, many of those stories on there about what our national missionaries are doing, um, you know, what they've they've gone through in their own lives and what they're doing and uh, through through the Lord and, and what he's done uh, through them. Um, so you can read those stories, but you can read more about our organization and kind of how we do things and, and what we do. You can hear from uh, some of our staff on there. Um, so that's reachingsouls.org. There's a place you can also get in contact with us. So if you want more information, if you want to talk to somebody um, about maybe you want to get involved with the ministry, or maybe you just want to get involved uh, with missions or ministry in some other way. Mm -hmm. um, I love to talk to women, especially uh, who feel something <laughs> and know they want to do something. And, and on that same note, to those that are listening right now, man, Go to the Lord and, and just ask him, what do you want to do with all of these pieces of my life? What do you want to do? And I'm telling you right now, we have picture after picture in God's word of his redemption, his restoration, and him using people who thought they could never, ever be used by him to do absolutely amazing things in their ordinary walk in life. So mm -hmm. he's good. He's good. So right? good. And so I good. want a whole army of women to be rising up and stepping into this, you know, Amen. So much of what I do is kind of like the heart level stuff, because I'm like, I want you to see your calling. I want you to see, I want you to be confident in Christ. I want you to get over your lies. I want you to like, I'm always trying to kind of work with women on the heart level so that they'll be unleashed so that they can like, okay, but go impact the world. Like you're all being, you're all playing it small. And Amen. I'm encouraged even by your story today of like, well, the thing that really kind of helped with my insecurity is that I just went and did the thing. I just, you know, I didn't have to like read all the books about it or try really hard to overcome my insecurity. Like I just went and did the thing. And through that, God started to help me overcome. So I want my women to hear that as well and be very, I'm sure they've been extremely encouraged by you today, not only by the ministry, which yes, everybody go check out the ministry, but just thank you to you for 
your faithfulness, for being vulnerable with us today, for your leadership, for inspiring women to lead, even if, you know, they're like, I'm not exactly sure. I'm a little nervous about this. I'm not really going to have to rely on the Lord with this one. That's probably the best place to lead from anyway, right? (laughs) That's exactly right. It is the best place to lead from, even though it doesn't feel like it. That's good. Thank you for that too. And thank you for letting me be here. This has been such an encouragement, inspiration to me too. I I appreciate what you're doing very much. And and this is, this is amazing. It really is. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. Make sure you check the show notes for links to everything that was referenced in today's episode. Make sure you join the Facebook page and the Abundant Life Lab if you want to be doing this work on a practical level. And ladies, there are so many people out there who need this content. Women who are wondering what they were made for. Women who are trying to fix their bad theology. Women who think there must be more life than this. Please rate and review the show. Please share it on your social media. Please send it to friends so that we can continue to build an army of women who are bringing glory to God and bringing heaven to earth. Thanks. See you next week.